This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is print media really dead? What new ways can you use print as part of your marketing mix? Are you allowed to say hot chicks anymore? All that and more on today's episode of Marketing Mad Men. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the Marketing Mad Men with Nick Constantino and Trip Job. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job here with Nick Constantino. And uh, we're going to have a little fun today. As usual. Yeah, well, uh, it's uh, a little bit of uh, old school going on. So as we talk about different types of media, you know, we've been hitting uh, a lot of different things from social to uh, radio. Um, we're going to go old school print. And uh, I guess the first question everyone asks, is anyone, does anyone read anymore? Okay, we're yeah. starting, we're starting <laughs> there. As we're doing a podcast, which has pretty much replaced reading, apparently, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hope people still read. No, I, 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 I really, I really, 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 really hope people still read because it is a very different way of getting information and thinking through things than just listening to people ramble on like us ramble on about oh, these uh, things. I, I say that because uh, I got asked those questions a lot over the last five to ten years, and I think we're going to jump in and uh, you know dive into that uh, first or um, later in the show. But um, it's it's an area that you know has continued to always evolve, and it's one that. Uh, you know, creates a great opportunity for a lot of business owners out there is thinking about uh, your advertising through print media. Yeah, for sure. And I'm very happy to have my girl Deanne here. I'm going to let her introduce herself, but just I want to talk, just let everyone know the partnership we have. Uh, so we are sister companies. So Dickie Broadcasting, yep. Dickie Media Company, Modern Luxury, um, the family, same family that owns and oversees everything. Um, so we've had the pleasure of working together. Um, we tend to reach a male audience, suburban. They tend to reach a female audience, urban, um, which ironically fits together much better than you think when yeah. you're trying to fill a marketing mix. Um, and we've only come to realize that. I think for a long time they, they were kept separately, but really they, they overlap. And as we get more data and learn more, we see those overlaps more and more. Um, so, Deanne, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Modern Luxury. Sure. So, hey, guys, I am Deanne Heckert. I am market president for Modern Luxury. Uh, Modern Luxury started here in Atlanta 26 years ago with a little magazine that we may all remember, Jezebel Magazine. Yep. So Jezebel's still around um, 26 years later, but instead of just one magazine, we own 85 plus titles in 22 markets, making us the largest luxury media company in the country. Which I love, like a hometown success story, like an yeah. Atlanta success story. And I think the luxury of Atlanta has grown so much now that it, it even fits better now. I mean, if you looked, I, I, and this isn't necessarily saying, but it says the largest uh, inequity in the country is in Atlanta now because it's gotten so wealthy so fast that yeah. people don't even know what's happening. Yeah, that there's, there's so much money and wealth here that I think that luxury lifestyle, and it's not just Buckhead. It used to just be Buckhead, but right? you go Alpharetta and House a lot, it just keeps growing outward and yeah. becoming more luxurious. It's a brand that some people want to be attached to. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And listen, people really know us from Jezebel because that's what we all remember reading growing up. We all, all want to go to the parties. We all want to be pictured in Jezebel. Uh, but now we've got the Atlantan. We've got interiors. We've got weddings. We've got mm -hmm. Cherry and Social Date Book. We've got Medicine Plus Doctors. We've got all these other titles, six titles here in Atlanta. 
Um, I think what people don't always remember is that we have got the largest digital network when it comes to luxury consumer. So about 95 million opt-in people. So that's wow. about a third of the U.S. population. That's huge. And we do about 500 events a year. We execute about 500 events a year, and we sponsor about 6,400 events nationwide. Um, I have been with the company, as Nick just mentioned, we've known each other a really long time. I started with Modern Luxury 20 years ago as an intern. Uh, and I've done every job in between all the way to market Middle president. school, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. So tell people some of the markets. Because, again, you, you think luxury. I think the Hamptons and Vegas and these and the Aspen. Yeah. So tell them a couple of those markets just because I think it really hammers home the, the brand and the lifestyle you're going after. Yeah, so we certainly own um, New York and Hamptons. We own several mm-hmm. magazines in Aspen. Uh, but Miami, a lot of people know Ocean Drive, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, yep. D.C., everything you can imagine in California. Um, Scottsdale, Hawaii. So uh, it's a really big operation now. Yeah, all places people want to visit. And speaking of those places, Hawaii sounds pretty good right now. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. God, tell me about it. I'm uh, I'm ready to go. Um, so uh, we we talked about. You know, I, I kind of started out with, does anyone read anymore? Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I know there's changes in circulation and some of that. Um, you know, those, those that data that comes out, and there's a lot of people who talk negative, but go beyond the numbers. Go into what really, you know, an engagement and what you're seeing now in the industry because, look, people do read, and print is not dead, and I'm glad to, to say that, but uh, there are a lot of people who think otherwise. Yeah. So, listen, here's what I would say is um, – You know, print was already seeing some nostalgia and a renaissance before COVID. But COVID turned a lot of things around. People spent a lot more time at home. uh, Therefore, people had a lot more time. And, you know, we are getting pulled for our attention in a thousand different directions every single day. And so what print does allow you to do is it allows you to put down um, the phone for a minute. It doesn't have pop-up ads. It allows you to escape it's an immersive media. It allows you to really to tune in to what you're what you're reading, what you're looking at, and what you're seeing. It's really sensory, right? For those of us who um, are looking for trusted forms of media, print is still the most trusted form of media. Now, five years ago, they would have said that that was TV. Yeah, <laughs> that was oh. the news, yeah, no right? Mas. No mas. A lot of that's changed now. Now, print is the most trusted form of media. And listen, print doesn't look anything like what it used to look like it's not just the pages of a magazine anymore there's a lot of changes and evolution to that so um so what i would say is that print is uh is really powerful it's incredibly popular right we're having the best year over year we've ever had clients are thrilled uh but it looks a lot different than what you think of 10 15 20 years ago well and i think that's the key if you're having the one of your best years is obviously modern luxury has adapted all right and there are and i've we've seen it i would say a lot of cases in the trade side of things, but even in the consumer publications, that some didn't adapt. And I think that's where a lot of the the negative press maybe comes out about, uh, you know, print and print media. Yeah, Trip, listen, you're so right. Here's the deal, is those people who just did one thing, Right. Nobody can do one thing anymore in in any area of your of your of your world and your life. You can't do one thing and you can't just do one thing when it comes to business. So anybody who stayed within the lane of print only 
um, they didn't see a lot of success and they, and they arguably failed or are in the process of failing. But those of us who evolved and said, you know, listen, we want you to do everything together. We want you to do print. We want you to do digital. We want you to do social. We want you to do influencers. We want you to do video. And we certainly want you to do events. And that's what we do. We have the three different lanes. So for us, you know, 30%, 33% of our business is print. 33% of our business is digital and social. And 33% of our, vis- our business is events. And wow. we think that's the right yeah. mix for any advertiser. That's an even mix, too. Yeah. I, I, would have, I would assume that still print would be much higher. And I think, look, I think one of the advantages you guys have and have carved out is it is still lifestyle-oriented, right? You're in a niche of a people of you're going after, and that niche is clear, right? You People wander out of it, and some events probably bring different people in, but you know the consumer you're going after. You know their behavior. Now you just have the data to back that stuff up. So you always knew who the audience was. You just now have that data that's saying, look, look who we reach. Isn't this who you want to reach, which makes it a lot different than just mass publication. You're doing something that nece- the internet can't necessarily do right. because you have you already have the established clientele. You have the clients. It is hard to just start. There's a high barrier to entry. The printing press alone and all those things to what you have make you guys in the position to succeed. Is right. that accurate? Yeah. Listen, Nick, you're dead on. And here's the thing too is. I think what people are always surprised mm-hmm. by is uh, they want to see the analytics now, right? Let, sh- show me the data, right? And we can show that to you all day and all night with all the digital products, and you can see it when it comes to experiential. Right. That's what you love about yep. events and experiential is the client gets to be there and they see it in action. Uh, but here's what I love. From a print standpoint, we still get some of the most positive feedback and the easiest renewals from my print clients. Yeah. They, they love it. Well, one of the things you said before about uh, used to be TV was the most trusted if you think about it nowadays, print, magazine, Jezebel coming in the mail, okay, you have other forms, the digital, the email, everything that goes with it, but it's the old appointment TV. So guess what? Those subscribers, and everyone's different, but they've all made that appointment every month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so at some point, you're going to capture them versus fighting through and trying to get their attention on a certain day. Because mm-hmm. guess what? It's physically right here and they know they're going to get it on the 7th of the month or the 15th of the month or whatever the date happens to be. Tripp, you're going to get a kick out of this because, um, you know, we made our digital um, magazines really easy to share, right? Mm -hmm. You you press one button, you share it on your social media, you can share it anywhere that you want. And we thought, oh gosh, this is going to be great. Everybody's going to share this all over social media. No, Tripp, you know what they do is they get their print hard copy magazine, they get the lighting just right so that there's not like, you know, a glare on it and they take a photo. Because they say, I want to make sure you know that I'm actually in the magazine. You Google anyone's name, it's going to come up online. But not everyone makes it in the pages. Wow. I love I love that. I mean, let's call it what it is. That is Vanity 101. <laughs> and those things exist for a reason. And honestly, look, I think the concept of vanity is a misunderstood one, right? I think that anyone who pretends to not be a little bit vain uh, is, is lying. And I think that we all want to be that validation, and we do things in life for that validation. So I think that you, I think you're right in having that physical picture of yourself. And, and I think there's also nostalgic, right? Absolutely. That image doesn't disappear. You mm-hmm. still have that magazine with that. You open up that, mm-hmm. that thing, and, you know, you're talking about nostalgia. I was thinking about it. I had a random sales call yesterday, and the guy's like, man, that World Series ring. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's only a digital version, but he's right. like, what is it like to put it on? And I didn't even think about it. I'm like, what do you mean what it's like? It's, it's cool. It sits on a mantle. Yeah. I have to insure it. It's ridiculous. But And then I put it on, I go, oh, this, well, yeah. this, 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 this is pretty cool. Yeah. But again, it's that thing. It's those once in a lifetime. And again, I'm sure the 15th time you're in a magazine, it loses some of its allure. But getting that person in the magazine the first time, letting them open it up, show their friends, have it there. And I also think 
a magazine can be something different for everybody. Some people open sure. it and look at the pictures and, and go through. Some people read. Some people care what's happening in Atlanta. Some people want to know the luxury lifestyle. But mm -hmm. I think you guys have done a good job of making a product that appeals to more people and more types of readers. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and, and knowing the audience you want to go after, and you're not going after everybody. No. No, and we're, we're really highly, heavily focused on that luxury audience. And I think that's, you know, when we come back uh, from the break, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, to, today's print versus the, the past. But I think that's one area that's changed. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of cases in the past, it was seen as print as, oh, okay, well, I can just, you know, hit a, a wide range of uh, target consumers. And I think it's really... Um, I don't think that was as successful as we saw over the last five to 10 years. And I think your approach probably is going to tell us differently. So. Yeah, listen, you can't beat when you're talking mass numbers, you can't beat the Internet. Right. Yeah. But talking luxury, talking a very niche market, it's tough to beat print on that. Yeah. Well, fantastic. So I'm glad, uh, Deanne, that you're here with us. And, uh, you know, when we come back from the break, we're going to dive into uh, print today. Uh, versus print when I started in the industry. <laughs> and we'll get to talk about fun things like bingo cards. But um, you've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3, and we'll be right back. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Uh, so, Mr. Tripp, I, I understand you have some experience uh, in this industry as well. So uh, you brought some some magazines in your hands. You have, I guess, to, to show you off. You remember what they are? I do, <laughs> I do, I do. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got in the industry because I think there's some overlap. Um, what your experience was there um, before we go back into Deanne and kind of where the industry has gone since that point. I, I go way back in that when I led marketing at uh, – Strathmore and then uh, Nina Paper. I mean, we were premium, almost luxury type yeah. uh, paper that was used for your wedding announcements, for your um, annual reports, business cards, stationery, et cetera. So um, print was an area, especially with the trade and designers um, that we focused on. And so we were, uh, you know, we were in that industry and, and we did some things that kind of, you know, we got a lot of questions about doing it at, at different points in time. But within a uh, traditional magazine, we started putting in a, you know, a 12-point uncoded cover as a full-page insert mm -hmm. in the middle of a magazine, which if uh, Deanne's kind of sitting there, everyone's going, what's, what's going on? Well, guess what? That one sheet sticks out and makes the entire magazine feel different. A natural bookmark. I yeah. love it. <laughs> and uh, but that's how we introduce product. Yeah. And so that goes back probably 15 to 20 years that uh, that was that was one of my early. I mean, I had been in print, but to see where you can do things differently. Yeah. That's where we really got going. Love and it. then uh, from the old castle days at Belgard, you know, look, uh, print was a huge part of what we did. It wasn't the only thing, but whether it was jumping into the HDTV dream home. And part of that was in order to do the dream home. You had to sign up for digital, which was still early at the time, and their magazine. So the magazine, this is nine years ago, 
um, was not what it is today as far as, you know, a subscription base and things like that. Mm -hmm. It was doing well. Mm -hmm. It was growing. Um, but really expanding and taking a different look at more regional play uh, print magazine, you know, versus the traditional Southern living and traditional home and let those two blanket the country. Yeah. You know, so that's uh, that's kind of my background. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I teased about bingo cards. I do yeah. remember <laughs> getting bingo cards in the office and uh, determining, uh, you know, OK, all right, we got to follow up on these leads. But uh, you know, <laughs> luckily, we're, we're well beyond those that point in time. I, I love the insert in there because, yeah. again, it's all about sampling and making something tangible and you can touch it. I mean, it, and that's such a radio thing also. Like, yeah, this is all completely up and it's, it's air. We're talking yeah. about air. So how do you take that product and make it tangible? For us, that's where events come in. Um, but, but, you know, one of the things that radio also does that has changed the verbiage a little bit, uh, we've called them endorsers forever. Okay, endorsers are, we've got, got guys on air that have been in market for 30 years talking to people, right? What do they do? They don't endorse, they influence. We just didn't change the verbiage. So we have to change the verbiage a little and modernize it because there are these pop-up influencers that are reaching people on social media. One hit wonders. There are some people that are good at it, some people that are bad at it. But Dan, in your experience, one of the things we've talked about in print is how to use these influencers. Tell us about your experience in the space and how people can use it because I think it is something that is here to stay. Yeah, so listen, I think it's important to remember, just as you said, Nick, that we were the original influencers. And a lot of times the OG is the best, For right? Sure. So there's no argument there. Um, I will say that Modern Luxury bought a company called Glocally because uh, you can't know all things. Sometimes you got to yeah. go to the experts and you got to bring them into the fold so you can get things right. And so uh, we did a lot of really successful programs with influencers. But the piece that I think that we forgot that Glocally has gotten right is it's not just about an influencer who's coming in and they may or may not do all the things that they said they were going to do, right? And it may or may not uh, have the data or the analytics or the sure. response that they said it was going to. Uh, nowadays, it's becoming a lot more about content. Getting these mm -hmm. influencers to provide you with photo, video, additional content pieces and segments that you use for months and years down the road. So you can circle back to these really successful campaigns. And once they've uh, completed their piece of it, that might be what, 24, 48, 72 hours? What, does, what lives beyond that is owning the content. So now with our programs, instead of making it about like, go visit here, go dine here, go check this out, go to this hotel. It's do all that. But while you're there, I'm going to expect you to deliver 20 pieces of content that my advertiser is going to roll out on a monthly basis. And maybe they're working with 10 For other sure. uh, influencers so they can use this repetitively. And that's where we're seeing a big change in that influencer market. And you're the content it. distribution platform, Correct. right? So Correct. it doesn't become one of the things I think this is similar to NIL and sports. One of the mistakes originally was you're going to let these kids use their <laughs> social media to distribute this content. Great. But they're 19 years old. Like what, who, what customer decides to wake up in the morning and be like, I really want to reach a 16 year old. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think plugging those influencers into your content strategy is a similar thing we both have. So elaborate a little more on that. So give us an example of a, of a brand that used an influencer recently and how you stretch that over time period so people can understand, you know, this works for home improvement. Maybe you're, you have a, you're an outdoor renovation you want to do. Well, an influencer's yard is going to stand out a lot more than Johnny's on the, on the street. So give us an example of one that's worked for you guys that stands out. Sure. Well, let's use one that hits close yeah. to home. Let's use the battery. Yeah. Right. So Battery uh, worked with us on several influencer programs. Uh, some were targeted at moms. Some were targeted at the sports community. Some were targeted at uh, women in the shopping community. Right. And so they came here. They shopped. Mm -hmm. They dined. They enjoyed it, which was great for that 24 hour period. They posted on their platforms. But then during that period, they gave uh, the Battery anywhere between 10 and 20 pieces of content. 
So the battery, when they've got a shopping initiative, they're using that piece. They've got a dining initiative, they're using wow. that piece. When restaurants yep. and, and retail are coming to them and saying, hey, we need to post something, we don't have anything. Wow. The battery is the solution, right? Here's this amazing influencer content that we haven't even put up yet. Well, I think that's such a great point and that, um, you know, as a business owner, if you're not getting multiple pieces of content when you're doing the event, the experiential, correct, you're doing the photo shoot, mm -hmm. right? Behind not, the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah. B-roll if it's video. Absolutely. It is so easy and so critical to do that. And I think that, you know, influencers and, and I've never worked with him, um, but I think one of the best I've seen, they've done a lot of great things with um, small takes and things like that is Mike Rowe. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you think about the brands. A, he's got a tremendous reputation, but he really tries to do those type of things. And you see these small snippets, you know, the the behind the scenes, not pushing the product. Right. And I think those are the things you can get with an influencer on that. Uh, you know, again, it can be something used for print later, something put on digital. Um, but don't miss out on that. If all you're getting is the finished product your agency is taking you for a ride. Yeah, I agree. And I think also you have to be smart enough with contracts. And I hate to have this boring, fuddy-duddy conversation, but like, what are the expectations of this person? You don't just go yeah. in saying, do this. Here are the 16 things that you are expected to do for this fee in which return. Uh, because sometimes, again, you leave it up to them and it's just not going to be done. So Agreed. where is this content being distributed? How long do we have the rights to use it for? Can we share yep. it to third parties, right? The battery using it themselves is fantastic, but you have so many intellectual property things that come up crossing over with the Braves. There, Who can there's release much more. it first? And uh, it how do you went, release it? There's a lot of things. I mean, HGTV obviously was very, very buttoned down, as, as you know, you can imagine, and um, others are less buttoned down. But yeah, you're, it's a good point. It, it, it's just very complex. And I'm, what I'm trying to get to is don't try to do this stuff yourself, right? right yeah. Don't get somebody to just go take pictures and snap these deals because you're going to sign the wrong kind of contract. Bring somebody in. One of the things where we are, we're similar is we are getting into that NIL space and we're starting to facilitate those deals because yeah. those athletes are probably not going to screw us. They probably know that at some point in their career, they one, they want to be in broadcast media or two, we are the voice that speaks to the people on their behalf. So we're easier to facilitate these relationships. I have to imagine the same with you. Call up somebody who you know is going to help that. Do not go yeah. find an agent and take that agent and go with that person and just book that person directly because you're going to misuse that time, you're going to misuse your money, and you're not going to get the most out of it. Right. Agreed. Awesome. Yeah. No, and I think that's where, you know, if you have a good uh, publisher and a partner as yourself, that's where you can say, hey, who might we tap? Who are right. some people that you might have connections with? And right. uh, be able to help that business owner, you know, as they pull together that whole campaign. Yeah. Agreed. Listen, that's what we love to do. We love to hear what you need mm -hmm. and who don't you know. And let us figure that out for you. Let's do all the behind the scenes. Let's do all the contracting for you. And then let's over deliver. Let's exceed the expectations. Yeah, for sure. Super important. Now, let's go to a, let's go to the next thing because this one is fun. And let's talk a little bit about experiential. So let me set the scene here. So I've been to many a modern luxury parties, <laughs> uh, many more uh, when I was single. I haven't um, had an invite yet. Purposely. I roll solo at those events. I roll solo. Uh, I, I, so, you know, there, there's so many kinds of events, but from the most eligible to the parties at Tongue and Groove to Ferrari dealerships, mm. uh, tell us how the experiential space has helped you guys expand your business and how it goes back and supports print. Uh, and then we're going to get into some fun stories of some of the craziest things you've seen. Oh, geez. Um, no, listen, experiential is back. Uh, events are back. People are dying to come out. They are better dressed than they ever were before. And my audience was always well here. Right. Uh, they're coming out in droves. They're excited to get there. They're getting there early. Right. So that's a sign that if you're not doing events, you're really missing the boat on that. 
uh, interactive experiences at, at events is really where it has to be. It used to be enough, Nick, that I could just have a great venue up, and I could have great food and I could have great beverage and I could have a great music. Yep. And that was enough. And that's not enough anymore. People want Instagrammable moments. They want moments where they can take pictures. They want interactive elements. You got to get really creative nowadays uh, if you want to own that space, if you want to sponsor that space. So again, go to the experts. Let them yep. show you how they can incorporate your brand. Even brands, I love this. A lot of times we get brands that say, uh, listen, I don't even know what I do. My, my brand doesn't, doesn't make sense for events. If you're saying that right now, then you're exactly who should get in touch with somebody who's an expert because we got a lot of creative ways we can work you in. Um, uh, here's the one piece that I think people forget is people throw events and they throw a $10,000, $20,000, $50,000, or $100,000 event. And it was fabulous, and, and everybody had a great time, and all 200 or 500 or 1,000 people loved it. Okay, but then what? They'll forget it tomorrow. Right. Then what? They have the next event, and they that? forgot and the previous one. They That's right. They, they look at it as a point in time and not lead up the event and then post. And if you are that. not amplifying your event with print, with digital, with social, with video, if you're not doing all of those things so that it lives on, so that that 10000 or that $100,000 you spent isn't well spent on hundreds of thousands, not on hundreds, on hundreds of thousands, and you've really missed the boat right. when it comes to events. Yeah, and I think you reach such a substantial amount of people that I can say this, the masses need to be told what to do. Everyone wants to pretend like they're this independent thinker, but when you think of the masses, the 90 million people, even us reaching 300,000 people, most people want to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. They want to be told to go to an event, and then they want to be told how cool it was after. Mm -hmm. And then the ultimate one is the FOMO for all the people that didn't go. Right? Yes, I just said that. The FOMO <laughs> for the people that didn't go, how do you reach them with that brand message to say, hey, you missed out on one of the best parties ever brought to you by this sponsor. You should have been there, because I bet you that's as impactful as it is to the people that were there. I'm going to throw out a, a relatively new name that I, I give them a lot of credit for everything I've seen and, and what they're building. I think they're Atlanta-based, but it's Liquid Death. Yeah. I don't know if they've ended up in some of your parties, but the things they're doing, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it doesn't take a huge company to uh, to really uh, change that perspective and uh, do things differently and experiential. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, yeah. you know, events don't always have to be huge. I mean, we love good, huge events, right? Those are yeah. really memorable events. Yeah. But we did a very small custom party with Louis Vuitton. They're in a new space over in Linux. Mm -hmm. It's a temporary space, which is not that exciting the best, yeah. for the holidays, right? Yep. Uh, we did a small event for 14 people. We're in 30 minutes, 47,000 dollars worth of items were purchased right right oh. so these events if done correctly if done right, right can also be big money makers for sure yeah. and i think that's where the trend where things are going right so i spent my time at live nation i was around the festival scene when it was really big and honestly one they've gotten so awful man at 300 people listening to this artist they, you can't even hear the music everything's overpriced right. now everyone they, they tried so hard to get these sponsors to be blended in that they're now more obvious and obnoxious than they've ever been so i do believe that as a whole from tailgates to events everything is going to shrink concerts are going to be more small someone on a, on a stool playing acoustic guitar i think that everything's cyclical and we're going in that trend it was a lot of retraining for my sales staff to make them understand that why do you need 10,000 people in an event why wouldn't you rather have 500 people at an engaged audience that have the propensity to spend what you need to why do you need a thousand people who cares how many people are there you would rather less people that are the right customers with more time to be engaged than so many people flooding a place because that is not a good experience for the right sponsors if it is a sponsor that just wants people they probably shouldn't be in our events because yeah. most places and most events you go to they all the thing that is always missing is that one-on-one -on -one experience mm -hmm. 
-hmm. right? At a festival, how many times are you, how much time are you gonna really spend with a sponsor? I mean, what, what, I mean unless Budweiser is a sponsor, which I'll spend every, my whole every waking yeah. minute drinking their product. <laughs> but where where is the engagement? So I think one of the things that people misunderstand, and I'm, I'm going to throw this out there to clients who do events, the number of people at that event should not be your gauge of success. Your gauge of success should be the interaction you had with the consumers and the follow-up and preview that you got from the company that's helping you promote that event. If those things are not there, you are probably misspending or underutilizing your event experiential space. Yeah, and I can give you yeah. two more examples of that. Yeah. We did uh, with Ferrari of Atlanta, we did a test drive event um, where we sold a Ferrari at, at 40 people test driving. One person bought a, a, a used Ferrari. Uh, unbelievable. Drove it off that that day. Wow. Um, second example would be Harry Norman Realtors. They have a $6 million home that was for sale. Uh, we host an event there. For, it was 100 people, right? Uh, this was six, seven years ago. Sold the home. Got an offer that night. There's a little more negotiation to it than that. I'm simplifying yeah, sure. here. Uh, did another event this year for the same house. They came back and said, you sold it once. You think you can sell it two yeah. times over? I said, I'd like to give it a go. So it, it is all about quality over quantity in a lot of cases and making sure that while you're there, you are tuned in, you're interactive, you're having conversations, you're networking, you're, you're mixing and mingling. It has to feel yeah. natural, too. I, yeah. I think one of the things you guys do a really good job of is because you have so much experience in this, look, you can't force organic. You can't force natural. The wrong people in an event can throw that thing off so fast. Agreed. So what you do know is the right people to have at those events, and that is the service that's being offered. Who else is giving you access to those people? And it's a similar thing. You just, look, we're going to have a party for the SEC championship, right? Anyone can get a ticket, but for whatever reason, it's all the people that go to the game. You know how expensive yeah. it is to go to the SEC championship? It's $800 oh, yeah. a ticket. What consumer on earth doesn't want to reach somebody that can spend $800 on a ticket. That's just who you're going after. So I think understanding your audience is really important, but I also think that when you get into that event space that you just have to understand that engagement, and it's similar to social media, right? That engagement is much more important than those impressions. Who cares how many people are there if they can't buy the product and services <laughs> in which you have or they're not willing to engage with you? Right. No, and I think that's, you know, we can talk about it. Every tactic that we put out there, it's not the number of eyeballs, it's the engaged eyeballs. So. Um, no, I, I love the fact that you talked about, you know, even a, a single store, right? you know, and the fact that I think, cause I think a lot of business owners out there think, oh, this is for the big brands and uh, I can't do this. And, you know, when you think about the fact that Atlanta to your earlier point has become this kind of pods of luxury, mm -hmm. you know, whether mm -hmm. it's the Avalons, the Halcyons, um, obviously you have the traditional ITP, um, areas of shopping and things of that nature, but you know, we're seeing the opportunity and people wanting to be in those more, um, let's say, uh, uh, eclectic kind of you know shopping experiences nowadays. So the opportunity to do something different and bring in that right type of audience, I would think, is uh, huge. Yeah. And listen, let us show you how to amplify it on social. Let us how to show you how to use video after that. We're talking about content. Let me give you some content. Let me make sure we've got a professional photographer there. So you've got all these images that you own the rights to. Let me cover it in print and tell people, again, FOMO, you weren't there. I'm so sorry. Right. It was one hell of a party. Right. 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 You better be, you better be at the next one. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah I, I, I love it. And I, look, all, when, it, when it comes down to it, that is the service in which you provide. The print part of it is one part of the service in which you provide. And I think that is the, 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 where the successful company, media companies are going. And honestly, I'm saying this, they're not very good at it. A lot of them are not very good at it. But you have a lifestyle brand in which you are trying to reach. People, this is a lifestyle. You have services which you provide that they can provide, and you're doing it as a one-stop shop. You can have the influencers. You could have the events. You could have the print afterwards. You could have the social media to follow up. Yeah. Those things are worth money, and I think – 
one of the things that as a company and as a family business we're learning is the value in which those things have as our competitors disappear. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what's important and that's why you pay a premium. I mean, I go back to this example all the time. I moved into my first townhouse. I did the drywall in my basement. I will never on earth drywall again. <laughs> it was not worth the time and effort to just have some pro that could be like, boom, boom, boom. It was not worth it. Huh. So you make that mistake once. Don't make that mistake twice. Go with somebody who knows what the heck they're talking about to really use and amplify your marketing. No, and, and here's what I'd say when it comes to print, guys, is we have some really good competitors in this market and in all of our markets, um, but most of them lead with print, right? We don't lead with anything. As a family and business, we've learned that we listen to each other. We listen to the clients. What are your KPIs? And if it's print, great, I'll lead with that. If it's events and experiential, fine. If it's influencers, no problem. If it's digital, if it's social, if it's email blast, what is it? And then let me show you what we've got to deliver and let me, let me help, help you meet your KPIs. This is what sort of drives me crazy about some agencies, yeah. Yeah. right? Is they're doing the same old oh. thing or they're not listening or they don't have a nice array. We've got to make sure that we're, we're following all the things that that client needs and wants. And I think sometimes the competitors give us bad reputations, right? I think sure. that radio is renowned for not bringing anything new. And I bet you some of your competitors told those agencies and trained them just to accept the th same thing over and over again. Right. Uh, but that's where I challenge the agencies. And, and don't worry, they're coming. We will have a couple of weeks of agencies in here to defend <laughs> oh, themselves. Oh, the uh, boxing gloves I, out. I, I can't promise. wait. Uh, but, but honestly, don't let status quo be the thing. Because the, the only phrase I say over and over again is complacency is the enemy of marketing. Mm. And in every industry, and if you look at the ones that have fallen out of favor, it is because they have not changed and adapted their brand messaging and they've gone out of favor. So um, as we wind down, uh, tell us some stories. Tell us some horror stories. Tell us some bad ads. Tell us some... Um how some of the sexiest people on earth events go. G give us the behind the scenes. Oh, gosh. So, listen, celebrities. Celebrities, you, you, you can love them, but they can be the bane of your existence. In fact, now my girls on my team know that if they come to me and they want to talk celebrities, they're going to absolutely see me groan and roll my eyes because there's always a problem. Nothing's simple. Nothing's easy. So I'll give you one horror story. So there was a very, very high-end boutique opening uh, here in Atlanta. This is years ago. And the face of the brand was a very high-end celebrity, right? Definitely A-list. And so this is the face of the brand. They're paid to come and be there when these openings happen. So we're negotiating. We're going to cover the event. We're going to throw the event. We understand how to amplify this event. All of the things are in line. And one of the pieces we've got to do is we've got to send a private jet to L.A. to get this starlet from where she is to the event in Atlanta. No problem, right? We're gonna have hair and makeup on the plane. We're gonna have wardrobe on the plane. This person, of course, their entourage because they have to travel in an entourage. They have got oh. to get on the plane. So late, late as always, but I get confirmation they've left LA. And I'm like, this is great news, right? We've got the limo there. We've got everything waiting. We've got everything ready to go. And next thing I know, they're about ready to land. And I'm like, okay, this is great. And so I see hair and makeup get off, and I see wardrobe get off, and I see one, two, three, four, five people get off. I see 10 people get off. They're all there, except, except, for, except for the star. So she sent all of her people to go to this amazing opening that she's the face of, and we've got no star. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that contract, right. in theory, though, was between the brand and the star, or was that something you had been a part of? Between and... the brand okay. and the star, right. we don't like to get involved in those things. We Good. do send the yeah. jet, so we sent the jet, we did our part. But listen, when you're dealing with stars, we had a, a very high-end, uh, well, listen, it was Jason Derulo, wasn't his fault. Yeah. Uh, but he was coming in from India, six hours late, still performed at my most beautiful party. He put on a heck of a yeah. show. I mean, Good he's doing backflips off the stage. Good for him. Right? 
but we waited many hours for him. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad you bring that up because I'm having a similar problem with an athlete who's just a pain in the, um, yeah. And, and, and honestly, Thanks. the one thing I'm going to recommend to those athletes, because none of them are listening, but you should be, uh, is don't be a douche. I mean, just don't be a bad person yeah. because the reason is is that the, we, Think we a remember. Bit down the we, road. Reme- we remember, and yeah. you're going to have a point where your career is going to wind down, and you'd be surprised to how many people. Yeah. I'm not saying be the nicest person every day of your life. What I'm saying is, is that when you have these companies, Companies that are giving you all this money, just understand what is obliged of you and do those things. Go above and beyond oh. even the littlest bit because it really, you can sour the mood and the career will wind down at some point and those business relationships probably won't. So just be, just, you know, look, we used to write all these extravagant contracts, right? Make it six bullet points that both sides are going to achieve. Check those off. If each side wants to go above and beyond a little bit, great. But sometimes it's also the fault of the client for expecting too much. Yeah. So. I will um, I'll add one real quick, and uh, it's about 20-plus years ago, but that same thick insert, we did actually about three different new colors. One of them, we had a fully tatted biker guy mm-hmm. out there, and it had incredible results. About six weeks in, I started to get a few calls from mostly the Texas part of the country, mm-hmm. and evidently there was a tattoo in there that was questionable. Oh. As far as its meaning, sure. In, this, in was, in, this is twenty plus years. Oh, about so, two thousand, two thousand one. So your head would yeah. be called for now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, if it was bad yeah. twenty years ago, <laughs> you would have been fired yeah, already yeah, and, exactly. and thrown out to the gutter. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been dead. But anyhow, so we're, when we come back, we'll dive in a little bit more to uh, you know what else is on the horizon for print media. And you've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra One Hundred Six Point Three. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Nick Constantino here. And, um, you know, Deanne, let's, uh, let's dive in a little bit of how to help people if they're thinking about their 2023 budget. Okay, maybe it does make sense for me to get back into print. Uh, or maybe for the first time. You never know if it's a newer business. Um, but I think there's some things that, you know, you'd probably give them uh, advice and where to start, where not to start. You know, how small is too small? How uh, frequency, you know, what what is, you know, and, and I guess where I'm going is obviously don't run a quarter page ad one time and expect results. First off, I, you know, hopefully right. they understand right. that. But a starter tip, how would you uh, get people going? Yeah, so what I'd say is don't do anything one time, right? Never do that. Um, But what I would say is that print is surprising, and it's not just print, right? I'm going to amplify it with the digital and the social and the events. But uh, the price point for entry, if you can give me somewhere in the realm of $10,000, $12,000, $16,000 for the year, we can do a lot with that. I think we can really blow your mind with what we're capable of doing on small budgets. Now, does everybody want spreads and full pages up front? Of course. Uh, But you got to start somewhere. And I believe, and this has been a company motto by, by the 
Dickey family who owns both uh, my company and 680 The Fan, uh, is that, um, you know, we believe in our product. We believe in what we have. And so we, we're happy to prove ourselves. Give us a chance. Let us show you what we've got. So one thing we always like to start small businesses with is a profile on the owner. What we believe is when it comes to local, uh, all of our local businesses and our owners have stories. And they have these great stories that we want to read about. I already mentioned, a, you know, a small town, what a small town success story modern luxury is. But I want to hear about the other small town success stories. And so we want to read about the people that we know, that we love, that we see at the grocery store, at events or at church. Uh, and so we love doing special sections. We've got some great uh, some great features called dynamic women or modern men or uh, power players. Those are great places to start to celebrate the success of your business and to tell your story. People get behind brands that way. And then after that, as you talk about, uh, you know, building the brand and doing more in print, uh, special sections are a great way to start, but we love to tell stories in print. So if it's a restaurant, let's do a restaurant review. Uh, or do you have a unique industry and you want to tell people more about it? Let's do a Q&A. Do you have a new project? We talked a lot about interior design, yeah. right? Do you have a new project that you want to show off? Uh, here's what I would say is meet with print. Uh, talk to them about what you have going on. What are those mm -hmm. stories that have not been told that you think that, uh, that people are missing out on? They want to hear. And let us show you and tell you from a print standpoint, but then amplifying it with digital and social and video, how we tell that story across the city. And to, you know, think about the differences from the bingo card days. You know, nowadays I'm seeing more and more where businesses are then including, you know, that QR code that will take them, take a consumer to the website or take them to a better view of that experience, more immersive and really understand. So it's it's more than just print. You can really start to the, the direct connection to the digital and others. Uh, yeah, right trip. then and there. QR codes are back. Yeah. So I feel like that they came out and everyone was like, I don't know if I love this or if I hate it. And then it died. And then with COVID, you can't order anything on a menu anymore without using right. a QR code. And so we've really seen a revival in that. And people that are using QR codes creatively, especially with video, that's, uh, that's really been phenomenal for people. I think people. QR code started as a promotion item. It did? And that's... That's a transactional nature. The ability to show, going back to, um, you know, furniture, let's say a showroom, mm -hmm. and to show a full 360 view that you may only be able to show one angle on a print ad. Yes. I mean, that's where there's just tremendous potential, yeah, the, I think. The Untapped. trackability. The trackability yeah. of a QR yeah. code, because now you can follow engagement. You see how long they're spent with something. It used to be probably yeah. a QR code to go to a website. Well, now it's a customized landing page that's pulling all this data in together. So I think... As any any industry advances, that's where the, that's where that's going. Yeah. So I'm going to ask a question that I know the answer to. Okay. Uh, but if I'm making an ad, attractive people still help, right? <laughs> attractive I mean, people. I, I, and, and I notice how I said it, but like that still works, right? That still works. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I just absolutely. I just wanted to make sure that we had that hell hasn't frozen over. I, <laughs> I want to make sure that want to see good looking people. Good. On, on that note, if you Diverse. enjoyed this episode, Diverse please good looking people, and I have uh, been. Th that's why I said. No, that's why I said. I, mean, I didn't say truly. hot chicks. No, 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 no. Now, no, no, I, no, said no, no, now no. I said it. But, no, no, no. but yes, attractive people. I think that's why I said it a certain way, and I joke. But the nature, I think, of print has changed, right? I remember the Maxim days, and you know, it went from the bikinis to now. It's a classy. It's the product is put out a certain way for a certain reason. But at its core, attractive people still sell. Yes, yes, and listen, women like to see women in ads. Men like to see women in You know, I, you're not so far off when you say, I'm not going to say hot chicks. You said it. But right. I'm just saying, She's on the record. you're not totally off there. She's on the record. <laughs> the beauty of print is that you can, and that's what we used to talk about is lifestyle ads. You 
show people what it's truly like to have that outdoor patio right. or that new kitchen and to put people in there versus just the product shots is so much more engaging with your audience. It's I real. Completely agree, yeah. Trip. Yeah. It, ma- it, makes it, it makes it real. Just like that audience, just that owner profile, it makes it real. You're trying to build trust, right? Ultimately, as, as salespeople, as we are trying to build yeah. trust when you sell a product, because that's how you sell the product multiple times. That's how you have recurring businesses. You mm-hmm. have to build that trust. So I think all those things help. Uh, you know, On that note, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, please subscribe, like us, engage with us on social media. We, we keep doing this, and honestly, uh, we, it's, we're happy to have people like Deanne on because yeah. the uh, expertise that they can give Go so far and above and beyond what you would get by just talking to your buddies or asking your agency that specializes in digital how to do print. Yeah. There's so much information out there, and we encourage everybody, ask. Don't ever count somebody out. Talk to them. See what they have to offer. You should be able to tell if they're full of it or not, and the good ones will help you, I promise. Yeah. Um, if they have the standard responses and they won't uh, you know, flex at all, then you probably have someone who just does it their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it's that's again, it's the it's the downfall of marketing. Yeah. If you're just going to let that happen, so so Deanne, with the last couple of minutes, talk about the next phase, right? So you have your print ad, you've done your audience profile, it really worked well. What's the next phase? What do those big campaigns look like? Oh gosh, listen, big campaigns are are when we have got uh, everything working towards one direction, right? So we've got the print ad, which is then amplified with a um, native content online. We've got the editorial piece that's going along with it. We've got video. We've got the QR codes that are clicking in uh, to the social media campaign. Um, We've got experiential where people can come out and experience those items and enjoy those items. Um, But listen, my biggest tip as we talk about editorial, right, that's what everybody wants. What everybody wants is to get a feature in the magazine. Um, And here's what I would say is what you see a lot of is uh, we get hit up by PR people. We get hit up by agencies. For the six magazines we have in Atlanta, we get 10,000 editorial submissions a week. A week. Now, Nick, you know we're a big operation, but we're... We're not that big. We Everybody can't get, wants their piece. That's right, right. We can't. We can't get through that type of volume. Uh, so here's what I would say: is if you were with a PR company or if you're with an agency, they're making asks of us on an hourly, even a minutely basis. And are you their biggest customer? Right? Are you the customer in the small time, the small window they've got to pitch me? Are you their priority? If you're not their priority, then maybe you're just doing what you've always done because right. you're easy for them. They've only got so many times. They only get so many favors. They only get so many asks. And here's what I'd say. Go direct. If you have a campaign with me, you've got a direct line to me and my team. And instead of going through some generic email address to pitch your story, you're sending it directly to us. I'm reading it. My reps are reading it. My editors are reading it. And we're loving it. It's in front of our face and we see it. So when people say, you know, there's this big uh, messaging out there that, that a lot of magazines are pay for play. Right. You pay and you buy ads and you're going to get editorial coverage. It's not really like that. What it is like is that Mm -hmm. you are having conversations. I'm coming in. I'm seeing you. I'm touring your space. There has to be quality control. Otherwise, the product would be worthless for the advertiser in the first place. But But if it's not worth it for your subscribers, you're not going to put it in there. That's right. But I'm interacting and I'm seeing it and we're loving it and we know it's a fit and we love the story. And so therefore it is getting this amazing editorial coverage that it deserves, that people want, that they need. 
And so at the end of the day, they're happy with the print. They're happy with the editorial. They're happy with the entire campaign because it is a 360-degree campaign. Uh, I love it. And that's what we preach here. It really is, is, is look at these things from a complete 360 integrated view. You will find much more success and have the relationship with the person directly. They're going to do more for you if they believe in your business and your relationship. Okay. Fantastic. Deanne, thanks for joining us. Uh, great to hear about Modern Luxury. And uh, Nick, as always, enjoyed uh, your banter. And uh, this has been the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We'll see you next week. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 